0: Month ahead. It is so powerful, and you'll get to meet those like minded people All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram, and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, Jude Dawn. Thank you so much for being patient over the six weeks holidays where I've kind of been dipping in and dipping out. I did have full intentions to record this on the Sunday that I got back, and I was just in, like, the list, normally my list for the week, like, fills an A5, but my list for the day on Sunday was filling an A5, and I just thought, right, what can I prioritize and what can I pull off the list and I thought you know what it is I think it's going to be the podcast that suffers because there was just so much going on with the academy and things that I had to mark and get out so we're back that's it guys the kids are back at school and I am fully intended on getting this back to the weekly status that you know and hopefully love if you listen all the time even though I have carved out time this week to record it i've been I've been putting it off I've definitely been procrastinating over it, and I think I knew because what I wanted to talk about I knew it was gonna be a bit of a long one because there's plenty of updates that I need to tell you, as well as some real manifestation stories, but also falling into the trap of believing an old limit and belief as well. And for me to tell you those things, I need to give you detail and that detail might take a while. So strap in people to update you on where I've been for the last few weeks. So we go to Italy every year. If you're a regular listener, then you may remember me talking about it. I don't know how much I've told you about Italy and and why we go there every year, but um, I'm gonna kind of just explain that to you now, so you understand a little bit about what's been going on over the last few weeks and kind of a little bit of background as well. So, as I say, we go to Italy every year. We go for the same time every year because there are feast days. There's a feast day around that time. Uh, the feast day of a uh, of the assumption and that's a big deal in at least or what you tend to find is it's is kind of tra- like Christmas people will go back to their villages they'll have food that lasts all day with their family and and it's very much a celebration and there's parades through the streets and things like that so that's the the other reason we go is for the gonfalone now in the little village that my mother-in-law's family is from They have something called the gonfalone. Now, it's very hard to explain, so bear with this. Because I don't think, if somebody had explained it to me, I don't think I would have known what it was until I saw it. But essentially, there's tiny little villages that surround the, 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 the village that we go to. And they all have their own flags. And they all have their own teams. Okay. And they compete over three days it's a big deal like it is streamed live <laughs> on YouTube and you've got to bear in mind these are like nothing changes in these little villages so uh, th- this is you know steeped in history and it's been going on for years and years and years now I could stop and pause and find out how many years but you don't need to know it's been going on for years so if I if I describe the what the what they compete in, you can kind of get an understanding of probably how long it's been going on. So there is a donkey race, there is a tug of war, there are women dancing, there is a traditional setup where every little village has to set up kind of an area within the the piazza, which is meant to be traditional. So one of the things you might have saw on my Instagram is that one of the teams brought in a donkey. No, was it wasn't a donkey. No, it wasn't. It was a, a sheep. To be as authentic as possible, they brought a sheep from, um, it might not even have been their sheep, but they brought a sheep in and stood in the area. And everyone's dressed up in, in the authentic um, costumes that would have been from their area, I'm guessing. And they might have food, that that's from their area, like it's all different. So that's one of the things. As I say, they've got Tug of war. What else have they got? They've got women that have races where they carry a, a pot on their head, I think. I think there's a, a sack race. Oh, I don't think there's a wheelbarrow race. Anyway, there's a lot, right? And it lasts for three days. So there, there's two reasons why I'm telling you this. One, it's because we go out at the same time every year around that so that we are there for festivals there's a lovely wine festival it's really nice and we have friends who go out at the same time and it's just it's lovely and because it is small villages in Italy everybody knows everybody and it's just a beautiful village mentality and one of the things that I've started doing which is something I'm going to come back to is no, wait a minute, I'll not tell you that, but I'm going to come back to that, sorry. So uh, it's the long, when the festival's on, when the gonfalon is on, sorry, they're long days, because you'll go out through the day, like, my family's always up early. The kids are, well, not one of them. Most of them are up early. Uh, I had my nieces as well, so one of them is always up early. So we were out, we were out, we were at pools, whatever, we were doing stuff through the day, water parks. And then we'd have to kind of come back try and get my youngest to have a nap but he's you know sometimes just wasn't having it because he wasn't tired and then we'd have to get down to the piazza in time for the the start of whatever race or or whatever event they had going on and that could be like six o'clock it could be four o'clock but it went on till about 11 o'clock now don't know about you I like to feel early, but I also like to be in bed early. So these are long days for me. And on the second day, I was like, oh, tomorrow we we'll get to have like just an easy night. We don't have to like do all of this. We can just have food and then go to bed early. And my husband was like, no there's another night of this and I was like what I don't know why I'd kind of just thought I think because he told us so much was happening on that second night that I just thought oh well that must be it they must have condensed it into two days and I was just like oh I really want like an easy day like just really relaxing well ladies and gentlemen what did I manifest I was up at like three o'clock in the morning, stabbing pains in my tummy, being sick in the sink. I had food poisoning and so did one of my nieces. So we were in the house all day. She was in bed all day. I was pretty much in bed all day. So we got a night off (laughs) and we got a day off. Um, I definitely wouldn't have wished for food poisoning though it wasn't nice. And we both were a little bit, you know, grumbly for a few days, shall we say. But there we go, you've got to be careful what you wish for. So there's one little manifestation story. Now, to tell you a little bit about the the rest of the the kind of the holiday that we were on. So there's a house that we go back to every year. It's a a house that's in my husband's family. It's it belongs to my husband, his brother, and my mother-in-law and there's it's a it's a huge house and um uh, 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 and it tends to be full of people now the two there are two rooms in that house that belong to another part of the family very confused and won't get into the detail of it but belong to another part of the family either way the house is always full and it's lovely like it has you know we always take people over so this year my nieces came out For the first week with us. And then my sister and my brother-in-law came out. To join them on the second week. And next year we're going to have my friend over. And her family. And and her husband and family. So it's always been full. And there's always cousins staying there. And what have you. But it does mean that I don't get. Which I didn't realise I needed until a few years ago. Time to myself. And I've realised I crave a bit of time to myself. Like As much as I always thought. I was very much an extrovert. Actually, I'm not. I'm confident, and I'm fine in in you know group scenarios, and I I, you know it, it. I like chatting to people, but I also need to to kind of plug in to get energy from myself and to recharge. So I do like to just have time on my own. And on the year that, so the the only year that my husband's never been able to go to Italy. And my mother-in-law was the, obviously the year of COVID, which I think is, was that 2019? And so, so, so they didn't go that year. So, so then the next year we could go back, but the, the stipulations were that if you went, there were certain places in Europe from the UK that if you went to, that you had to isolate for four days, I think, and get tested on the 5th and then you were out. Now, because we normally go for two and a bit weeks, it's normally two weeks and a couple of days. You know, we were kind of fine with that. We ordered stuff for the house, like a big paddling pool and a slide and things like that. So that at least, you know, the kids were a little bit entertained for those first few days. But I remember thinking, oh God, I'm going to get no time to myself. So I took my running trainers and decided to go for a run in the morning. Now, I've definitely told this story at some point, so apologies if you're hearing it twice, but there's relevance to it. So I love going for these runs now. I started it in 2020, and so this is the third year that I've gone running, and the first year that I started it, what I realized is, is that the dogs, the village dogs who live in various houses, tend to get together (laughs) early in the morning, um, and just kind of Congregating, you know, getting their packs and things like that. So, as soon as I started running, these dogs followed me. Now, I haven't been going out as early. So, this year I didn't go out as early. I went out at about half seven. Oh, that's probably early for holidays, but not super early for the dogs that they're, they're normally at the houses by then. But I'd go out at about half seven. So, the only dogs that came running we, we, with me were our little adopted dogs. Now, there's a house up from our Italy house, uh, which is a little farm, and nobody lives at it, but it's got animals and things. And the guy who looks after it I don't know if he visits every day or whatever, um, but he kind of comes up and sees to it. So these dogs don't really have, you know, companionship or, but they have each other. There's three of them, right? I think it's a mama, dad, and a baby dog, <laughs> although the baby dog's a bit older now. So. They co- so as soon as we arrive at the house, they come down because we make a fuss of them and we feed them. I mean, don't get us wrong; like at the start, <laughs> my mother-in-law was totally against us feeding them or talking to them. But she has really softened to them, and now we all love these three dogs. And they come running with me. And there was a year where she was one of the 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 man was running, and she was pregnant. She was still going for it, bless her. So now, obviously, that's the baby that's going to come along. Anyway, it's lush. Like I can't tell you how good it is to run with three dogs. It is the best feeling in the world. Like I don't think you could do it, you know, um, in England. Or you might be able. to. You might be running with a dog, and you agree with me, and you love it. But I'm in the hills right? So where the house is, is like, you know, on a hill. So what I do is I go a mile up the hill and then a mile back down to the house and then a mile down from the house and then a mile back up, which sounds awful. And to be honest with you, if you'd said I'd be doing that, I'd be like, that sounds like hell, I don't want to do it. Please don't make me do that. But the getting out the house and being on my own with my thoughts, having my music on, it is so beautiful I mean don't get wrong that first mile is awful because I'm running up a hill but the next two miles are all downhill and that's beautiful and then the last mile you just kind of although you're running back up it's just you, you've got the momentum going and you know you're going back and it's only a mile so you kind of do it with you know a decent enough um what's the word pace so and, and the dogs pretty much do the full run with me. the might if they see another dog and it's at its house that they know they're not to go up that area. So they'll just wait and when I come back down the hill, they'll kind of join me for the rest of the run. So it's a lush. And I knew that the run that I was going on with them was the last run of the holidays. Because the day after that we were going somewhere where we had to leave early. And you know, if we're leaving the house at 8, I'm not I haven't got time to go for the run and then get back and what have you. So I knew the Wednesday was my last run and I just soaked it up. I soaked every ounce of that run, like (sighs) looking at the hills and just kind of like smelling the grass and everything. Like I soaked and, and there's a song. Oh my God. The song that I was listening to was by Tasha Cobbs Leonard and it's called I'm Getting Ready. And it's got Nicki Minaj on as well. Now, it is very much uh, a kind of, not gospel song, but it's very much kind of um, pitched in, in religion. So, if it's not your thing, don't listen to it. But for me, you know, with religion and even law of attraction or, or Buddhism, I take what I enjoy from it, what suits me, what serves me, and I literally run with it, literally. Literally. And and this song is beautiful, so although it's talking about God, I very much kind of pitch it when they're singing about the universe, and it is a beautiful song, so please, 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 honestly, go and listen to it, I'll put the link in the show notes for it, Um, but it is so, so powerful, that song, and I had it on, the dogs were running with us, I was literally running with my arms in the air, because nobody sees us, we're in the hills, there's not that many houses around, (laughs) And I just felt like, oh my god, isn't this amazing? And there were so many beautiful thoughts coming into my head that day of just gratitude for for how well, you know, my coaching business has done, and how I don't, you know, the 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 money mindset that I used to have, I've overcome that, you know, in the last year and just so many things that I was grateful for and the position that I'm in, and you know to To be grateful for my family and my daughter, who was just a little dreamboat on holiday, she was lush. Like I was just grateful for it all, and it felt amazing. and And I don't know if you've ever managed to get yourself in that headspace where the gratitude just overwhelms you so much so that you could, like, you can't get emotional about it because you, you know, you're that in in gratitude. And it felt so good. Like that last run, I killed it people like I actually ran (laughs) properly full-on for it and it felt so good literally sweat-driven office so amazing run so great like so grateful for the dogs like I love them like it's lush it's just so comforting like they don't come in the house they're not house dogs I need to kind of stress this that they live outside you know they will probably rub themselves in cow manure or whatever animals are up on the farm that they, they will have fleas <laughs> they're not dogs that you want to stroke and then go and eat your dinner you want to wash your hands after you've touched them but they're just like they get excited from my run they do like as soon as I step outside they're like jumping over us um and it's lovely so um so, so a lovely day with the dogs running. And then we'd like had a normal day. We went out. I can't remember what we did that day. Uh, and then on a night, I think we must've just went to the pool. And then on the night time, we went out for, um, what did we do? Can't remember where we went for food. Anyway, we're at, oh, there was a, there was a, um, a, a gig on in the piazza. So there was like a live band. My sister had decided she didn't want to come. She was staying in the house with my niece, um, because my niece wanted she was worried about her, her work for college, so she wanted to stay in and get a bit of work done. So my sister said she'd stay in with her. So there was only a few of us went out. So this this is relevant for the story. So as we were driving back, I decided to hop in the car with my brother-in-law because there was more space. My husband got back to the house first after we'd been out. And when we pulled in I could see that the out, like it's pitch black, there's no lighting, you know, in, you're in the hills, but I could see the outdoor light was on for, for, for the house, because my husband had parked the car, but was out, and he was standing over one of the dogs, and immediately I had this sick feeling over his. and I can't remember what my brother-in-law said, he said something like, oh god, what they're doing there? And I went, something's happened. I just knew immediately something had happened. The car was still running. And my husband and my mother-in-law were standing over one of the dogs. And I just got out and ran. I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, "I've, I've, I've ran over the dog. Now, this has a good end. And I need to tell you this has a good end. And this isn't horrific, right? But at the time, it was horrific. So what had happened was, because they're not tied up anywhere because they can just come and go as they please on the land. As we drove on or or anytime we drive on, the dogs run. I mean they're crap. Like <laughs> they are. Like as I'm running with them on the streets so there's no paths by the way when I'm running. I have to avoid cars. Now I'm shouting at that probably don't understand English. I'm shouting at them to move in a lot of the time. And I do sometimes think bloody hell that was a close one. Like every time a car passes is when I'm on my run. So but you know, all the time we've been going there, we've never hit the dogs. They've managed to move out of the way when you're driving onto the drive. But she was asleep underneath the, where the clothes horse was. And like, we had like a little outdoor drying clothes horse. Do you call it a clothes horse? drive? Drive we do, up at North, a dry and real, whatever you want to call it. And uh, and my husband said, oh, she'd been asleep under there and he drove on, but thinking she would move and she didn't move and he drove over our back leg. Now, we were all devastated. This is like two days before we're coming home. So we've had a lovely holiday. Um, My daughter went to bed. She was upset. She didn't want to come upstairs. Her bedroom's downstairs. She didn't want to come upstairs. Um... But we were all really, really upset. And my husband had sent pictures to the the guy who owns the farm and said, like, we're really worried about it. Where can we take her? And he was like, well, she doesn't look hurt. Like, it doesn't look serious is what he thought. He said, you know, that doesn't look like it's inflamed. Like, I don't think it's broken. Let's see how she is in the morning. Well, imagine having a go to sleep knowing she's outside. And she was in pain. She was. But the guy had said, "There's probably nowhere. O- there'll be nowhere open. Um, we'll just see what she's like in the morning." So I remember lying in bed that night, and we were all sad. We couldn't. T- we pretty much couldn't talk to each other. <laughs> so I'm lying in bed next to my husband, and and we were both upset. And 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 I just remember thinking, "When something good happens, something bad follows. Why?" And it wasn't necessarily as, as, as um, specific as that, but that was the feeling that I had, that when I have a good day, something bad follows because I'd had such a good morning with them and and this bad thing had followed. And while my, my, my daughter was downstairs and she didn't want to come upstairs because she didn't want to get upset in front of my son and she was like, I don't want to upset Nico and and I was like, just come up, just come up. And she was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And she was like, she's going to be okay. And in as my head, it went to worst case scenario, by the way. I literally went to, well, what, ha- she's older. You know, she is an older dog. Um, he, you know, the, the, he sees those animals as farm animals. You know, they're not, they're not dogs like we treat dogs. You know, they are very much a they're purposeful, you know, that they're, they're on the land, they protect the land, I'm not sure what they do up there actually, but for whatever reason, you know, they're not, he won't get emotional, like, like we get emotional about them because that's not the relationship he has with them and I was really worried that he would just, you know, if she had broken it, maybe she'd get her put down or something, like, honest to God, my thoughts were going really, really dark on this and... And when I was trying to message my daughter back and forward, trying to get her to come upstairs, and she was like, Is she going to be okay? And I said, I can't answer that, but let's just pray and ask the universe that it's going to be okay. And because I was almost kind of not coaching her, I don't want to say I was coaching her, but I was trying to help her and support her, it triggered me to realize that although I was saying that externally and messaging it internally, My head was gone when something good happened. something bad falls. You had a great day with them. That could have been your last day with them. And that's why it was so good. Like, honest to God, it all went through my head. Like, God gave you that amazing last day with them because that was your last day with them. Uh, And I just thought, wow, this is my old thinking. This is one of my old, ingrained belief that subconsciously I've allowed to resurface. I've allowed it to resurface. And in that moment, you know what that was doing? Not helping. It was making the situation worse. And although nothing externally had changed, you know, the dog was still outside, she was still alive. Yes, she was in pain, but she was still alive. Nothing externally had changed. But internally, I was making this situation much, much worse because of my belief system of, when something good happens, something bad follows. And as soon as I caught myself in that thinking, and mainly because I've been texting my daughter, I started to turn it around. So I asked myself, right, if I didn't have this limiting belief, if Jude had never been brought up with that limiting belief, what would she be thinking now? So I started to kind of think to myself, okay, so what's the best case scenario here? The best case scenario is that. She gets help and she makes a full recovery. That's the best case scenario. Now, let me tell you that that has happened, right? But it's, and and I was really, like, honest to God, I was asking the universe and I said, please, can you just make sure that that dog is okay? She's called Lara, by the way. Make sure Lara's all right. And she is. Right, and my, my mother in law is still out there. <laughs> we get pictures every day. Uh, and what had ended up happening was, while we were still there, my husband had messaged the the farmer dude, and said, you know, we're still concerned. She's although she's moved because she'd moved up to another spot, not on her on her land, but not close to the where she normally sleeps. Um, but she was just sad. She wasn't eating she wasn't drinking enough water, like, that was an awful day as well, Um, because we were beholden to someone else, because it wasn't our dog, so it wasn't like we could literally take her and go and get her help, but he was messaging her, my husband was messaging him through the day, and at the end of the day, he came up with some medication for her that he got from the vets, but when he seen her, he was like, actually, do you know what, I'm gonna take her in, so my husband helped him get her in the van or the truck or whatever he had and and take it and luckily thankfully because the universe delivers it wasn't broken and she just needed some medication and because um he didn't want to keep coming back and forward the the farmer dude kept it at his house for a couple of days or a day maybe I think it was just to make sure she had the medication and then he kind of handed it over to my mother-in-law to do it so thank god um, that my mother-in-law was still there but also that that she was able to, to to give her the medicine. So she allowed oh she allowed Laura in the house for the first night because she wanted to make sure that she could find her to give her the medication. So although I mean, you know, there's not fleas running around the house now. It was just confined to the <laughs> the um the hallway. But she got to stay in, in the first night. And then since then like I need to say Anna, right? Anna my mother in law. Anna has been um buying her food and giving the dogs food and um, making sure they're all right and even started grooming them and brushing them so do you know what like she's probably had the most care and attention that she's ever had in her life those dogs now don't really feel too sad because remember that's the life they know they don't know anything different so them living together is as a, as a little Um, Pack of three on that land. That's all they know, and they're happy with their life, I promise you. But even more so now because they've got Anna (laughs) looking after them for the next week or so. And then my husband goes back out in a few weeks because he's going out for the, I don't know, something to do with golf people. And so he's going back out in a few weeks, so he'll be there at the house, and then my brother-in-law's staying for a few weeks, so he'll be with them for a few weeks, and then he goes back. in. so they've always get they'll always see somebody. Um, but yeah, how lovely that we managed to to turn that round. What I want you to take from this episode is you have to be so conscious of that subconscious limit of belief that can come back and bite you from nowhere. Like, I've not had that thought for 20 years. I've not had that limitably for 20 years. And yet it came right back. Now, that does not serve me. All that was doing was making me feel worse. And it was making the situation feel so much worse, like it, it literally engulfed me when I had that thought of like, because it took me back to all those other times when you feel like something good happens, something bad happens, like it took me back to the time that I was grieving somebody unexpectedly, and and it can come back, and you've got to be aware of them, because they don't just disappear because you've done the work on them, you know, you've got muscle memory, they'll come back, but you have to be so consciously aware of what's coming up for you and whether it's serving you or whether it's sending you down a path of destruction. And that's what it was doing with me. Now we are incredibly lucky. We had the best out, best case scenario, even times 10 for lovely Lara and our little family. And it's all worked out and, and it's been fine. And you know, as I say, she's getting attention. But my head went to a really, really dark place. Now, we might have had the same outcome, even if my head had went to a dark place, but that wouldn't have helped me at that point. It wouldn't have helped me to support my daughter. It wouldn't have helped me in the morning to support my husband. Like, it would have just served me in such the wrong way that it set me down a spiral. And then it could have been, you know, anytime something good happens, again, it might have come up because I'll have remembered that time with the dog, Whereas we've turned it round. So you've got to be conscious of the subconscious. Your thoughts will either serve you or they won't. And whatever outcome you desire, you've got to be in that moment going, is this thought serving me? Because the outcome I desire right now is X. So where are my thoughts going in that process? I had no control over the outcome with that dog literally none so I had to have faith in the universe I had to put it out there and I had to very much change my thought pattern that night now I do hope that this episode as much as like there is sadness in it I appreciate that but it also has some beautiful outcomes like I don't have food poisoning anymore people I'm totally fine now (laughs) and I did get a day to read a little bit of my book oh my god I was whinging about not reading my book and I got a whole day to read my book as well so there we go be careful what you wish for as well but the universe always delivers always delivers but you've got to be really really conscious of those subconscious thoughts I hope this episode has landed exactly where it needed to and I'm so pleased to be back and I will have another episode ready for you next week Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode then please do share with others and it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences and if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly please visit dudontcoaching.co.uk. The links will be in the show notes.